Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head, challenged by their thoughts, the voice in their head, and their beliefs. We chat with successful entrepreneurs who share their journey and the lessons learned along the way. The Ad Valued Entrepreneurs podcast is edutaining, leaving you with actionable advice to transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. Our conversations are for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by the newly released book, The Entrepreneur Mindset Shift, Growth Characteristics of Success by Robert C. Peterson. Available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at addvalue2life.com slash shift. Alf Kizu is our guest today. Alf is a small business owner has always had a passion for helping small business. He discovered a way in which he could generate and sell leads for specific business niches. Every entrepreneur knows that lead generation is critical to their business. In 2015, he began building websites for painters, roadside assistants, roofers, and even photo booth rental companies. Today, he helps service businesses maximize their Google ranking and teaches others how to increase their SEO. Alf Gizu and I talk about his entrepreneurial journey and how solving a problem created a business. He started creating websites that generated leads and now is an expert at helping business owners avoid shiny object syndrome in the digital marketing world. Well, Alf, thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited to uh, have this conversation. You are uh, a local friend and, and we've met face to face and had lots of great conversations. And I've learned uh, learned so much just in our, our networking and conversations. So I can't wait to see what, what you can share today. Great. Great to be here, Robert. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, to be on a podcast with you. I'm I'm going to enjoy this. Absolutely. So typically, I let everybody just start out sharing uh, their entrepreneurial journey and and basically what got them into entrepreneurship and and where they are now. Well, I think I got into entrepreneurship um, very early back in the '70s and through the '70s and '80s and '90s and 2000s and you know in and out of different. Uh, business ventures, uh, but uh, in the uh, the teens, I should say, uh, I was uh, got it, I was working for a company, but I was not an entrepreneur at the time. But you could say, you know, just being a salesman for a company is, in essence, if you're commission only, you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that. Uh, but I was in cybersecurity in the early uh, 20-teens. And... Um, Oh, it just wasn't a really good fit, real good fit. And I found a, a program online that uh, taught me how to build websites for local service businesses, plumbers and roofers and things like that. But I would actually, it would be my website and I would uh, be, be a lead generation. And then I would sell the leads to local uh, service businesses. And uh, I did that. And then the service businesses wanted to learn how to, they could do what I was teach what I learned how to do myself through this class and um, I started teaching other local businesses, uh, local service businesses, window washers, um, uh, tree service people, uh, house cleaning people. I mean, you name it, uh, lawn care, all types of local service businesses, how they could do their own search engine optimization and uh, really maximize uh, their, their presence online. And because it's not that technically difficult. You just have to have the time and the inclination to want to do it. And uh, so I started uh, teaching clients 
to how to do it themselves. And invariably they say, oh, I really don't have the time for this. Would you do it for me? So I became a search engine optimization specialist and um, then started building a few websites uh, for people. Uh, and that was seven years ago. So, uh, hey, if you're in business for over five years, right? You've, you've succeeded. <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> you're, you're, at least, you're at least more alive than, than the other 85% that aren't. <laughs> right, exactly right. So obviously lead generation is a, is a big deal, right? How to, how to generate leads, having the ability to help somebody else generate leads. So, so let's talk about this, this tool for, for lead generation. Well, initially, you know, it started out seven years ago with, with actually selling leads. I mean, I would, I learned, well, back seven years ago, it was search engine optimization was easy. It was easy to get on the first page of Google. All you had to do is have more pictures, more words, more pages, more video than the other people in that particular space. And within 45, 60 days, you were on the first page of Google. Now it's much harder. So I don't use that methodology for lead generation anymore. My lead generation mostly is right now I've got a, uh, a cleaning, no, how, a residential and commercial cleaning service website that is already built. It's already done. All I have to do for anybody is just put in the, so I'm calling on those, those cleaning service companies that don't have a website. If they don't list it on their Google profile, then I'm assuming they don't have a website. And so I call them and then I try to, for a very discounted price, sell them an already pre-built website. So it's, it's just 800 bucks, you know, for, nice. for a website. Normally websites, as you know, Robert, they can custom website, 3,000, 4,000, $5,000 easy. And Absolutely. So, so well, being able to help a small local business with, with that was key. Well, and being able to give them something that's turnkey, that's already generating traffic. Right. That's a big deal. Exactly. So let's let's talk about um, you know, maximizing your your Google business profile and how important that can be for you know a small business. Well, it's tr it can be tremendously important because it, it's so hard to get your website on the first page of Google, especially for a local service agency, because there's Angie's List, there's Yelp, there, you know, the, the, you have these other huge domains that take up that real estate on the first page of Google. But if you have a, a service business, and you may have one that, that, that qualifies for Google's local service ads as well, that's at the top of the page. So if you're looking for a window washer, um, at the very top of the first, like if you type in, you know, window washer near me, you're going to get uh, three Google guaranteed vendors at the top of the page. Are you familiar with that, Robert? Yes. Okay. So, uh, but there are a lot of local service businesses that uh, that aren't, that, you know, don't participate in that. And the way for them to be seen on the first page of Google is to maximize their Google well, used to be called Google My Business, now is renamed to Google Business Profile Manager, but to be seen on Google Maps. So if I type in window washer near me, I can see the top three that Google is recommending for me. So they present that to the person doing the search. And that's where you can be on the first page of Google. But most of the window washers, or let's say the, the competitors in that particular business niche are not doing everything they possibly can to stay in that, I mean, they're not 
Google allows you to post like a Facebook page. You know, if you have a pay Facebook business page, you can do posting of what's new and what's going on with you and tips and tricks and things like that. You can do the same thing with Google. So if a business is, is in the habit of posting through their Google business page, they can repurpose that content and post it right to Google. As of what's new, you can post events, you can post offers, uh, special discounts, you can put time limiting things on, on Google, you could post video and Google loves video. So if you can post a 25 second or less video uh, on your Google post, uh, that is just huge and doing it on a regular basis. In some markets, uh, in like my tree service customers, clients, they're in a very competitive market. So they have to post three and four times a week. Other businesses, uh, maybe an accountant, a bookkeeper in a small town like Conifer or Evergreen would just need to post once a week. Uh, so, it, you know, you have to you have to know, you have to look and see what are the other competitors in your space doing? And are they listing all the products and services that Google allows you to list in your in your listing? And are they taking advantage of what I call frequently asked, commonly known as frequently asked questions, FAQs, Google just on the uh, on the public knowledge panel on the phone and on the, on the list on the on the desktop will say, "Would you like to ask a question of this business?" Well, anybody can ask a question and anybody can answer a question. So you know it's important to have you know all the frequently asked questions that that you have listed there, and then people can vote on them, which enhances the the uh, irrelevance for Google. And, nice. And so it's it's um, just maximizing everything that Google gives you and doing it on a regular basis is, is just key to because all the other competitors are probably not doing everything that, that they possibly could. So Google will elevate the person that is doing everything that they possibly could do to take advantage. So that the customer Google's client is served a result that gives them the most information. And now there's a, there's an acronym, I mean, not an acronym, but a saying now called zero click search. It's been out for a, a year or so. Maybe you've heard of it before, Robert, but zero click search means that the, the searcher that's using Google to search for that uh, product or service doesn't go to the website that is listed in, 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 the, in the profile for that business. They just absorb everything they can off that listing to save time. They don't want to go to the website searching for it. And Google lays it out in such a, uh, a linear way that they can make a decision to engage with that business without ever going to the website. So that's why it's called zero click. There were no clicks through to the website. They learned everything they could. They got their questions answered. They saw the products. They saw the pricing. They, they got the, the phone number. They can, they can ask a message as if it were a text. All that is right there with Google. So really, you're talking about building out their Google business profile as its own separate website, essentially, that has a lot of the same information that your website has, including videos and events and blog posts and all of these um, opportunities for promoting your product and your services, um, in addition to your website, if people were to click through and have that on your website. That's right. Yeah. Wow. And you can do a lot of that too with Bing Places. You can do a lot of that too with uh, with Yelp uh, and Yahoo. Uh, there are, you know, the other, if, and if you have a brick and mortar that people, that customers actually come to, then you'd want to certainly be on Apple Maps. 
So Google Maps as well as, as Apple Maps. Right. But Apple, you must have a a brick and mortar that customers can visit. I mean, it can be your home too if you're a massage therapist and clients come to your home because you have it set up that way, then sure, you can use app, Apple Maps. But if, if you take your service to their location exclusively, then you would be in violation of Apple's terms and conditions. So you're actually, so building out your Google business profile, where would you rank that in comparison to having a Facebook, a business Facebook page? Oh, I'd rank it extremely high. Because that's where people aren't going to Facebook to search for a business. Mm -hmm. That's so, so valid, right? So, so many people get caught up in this idea that Facebook is, is where they're going to generate uh, um, traffic or leads. And, and the truth is people are on Facebook looking for a plumber. Yeah, no, they're not going to Facebook looking for a plumber. Now, Facebook Marketplace is a good place to sell your car, <laughs> you know, but maybe. So Maybe right. Well, I sold a car through Facebook. <laughs> I, I I've I've sold a car through Facebook, but I it it, it there's a lot of there's a lot of I don't I don't know the first thirty two people that replied, none of them had a name that I thought was real. Like, wait, no, this was just it, it was it was a very crazy experience. <laughs> oh yeah, there's all those scammers out there that want to take your you know do it all through text and well and the other was this. I I learned that there's a scam to get your Google phone to verify a phone number. And so like the first three people that replied to our Facebook ad were saying, you know, for our safety and security, I need you to reply back with this text code. But when you go to get the text code, it says don't share it with anybody. And of course, the first thing they're telling you to do is to share it with them. And so I had, I looked it up and they're they're actually trying to get your valid phone number to get another Google phone line and then it, they, they, they don't steal anything really but once they get the google phone line they use that google phone to verify another google phone and then they can get more google phones but they need the first one wow and they use your code but they get your code by trying to convince you that to make this you know facebook tr sales transaction safe and secure we need you to give us and really what you're doing is you're giving them the six digit code to set up your google phone I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? I didn't understand, and so I looked it up, and, I, and it, it doesn't actually steal anything from you, but but it's they're using you in a loop to create right. something for themselves. I'm like, right. that's I so heard of that one. Yeah, so it was just, you know, I I've learned when a text message seems odd or too good to be true, it's it is, and you just need to ignore it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk. That that leads me to the the idea of character for entrepreneurs. How how important is character when you're working with entrepreneurs? Character? Could you be more descriptive? Um, you know, so I guess on the idea of personal development, you know, for me, character represents you know who you are when no one's looking, right? Um, and I I suppose when you're building their website and their and their profile, it's it's putting out services that they can actually provide, right? Being true to, they're not, your tree stump guy's not sharing the, the competitor's video saying, hey, this is what we do. He's he's right. sharing actual video of, of his actual services. Well, right? I, so that, that integrity, I, I guess. I guess I've been lucky that all of the local service contractors that I've, that I've had the privilege to work for have all been a very high character and I've, I've, I've just not run into anybody that doesn't. 
I guess I just don't thankfully attract it. Well, and that's, and that there's a lot to be said for that, right? That I, yeah. I think, you know, the circles that you're working in are, are people of, of character that, that recognize the value of, you know, being a person that keeps their word, being a person that, that shows up on time and, and, and does what they say they're going to do. Um, right. And I think that's rare <laughs> these days, uh, especially in my industry in websites and search engine optimization, there's so many scammers. Uh, but you know, I'm old school, so I've always come from the the the, the axiom axiom of you know uh, promise little and over deliver. You oh. know, you know, uh, and, you know, setting the customer expectations properly, and then following through and doing what you say you're going to do when you said you're going to do it or before. So it's it's huge. I love the promise little and over deliver. That's, that's a, that's a powerful, um, powerful statement. Um, and I, you know, I think obviously the digital marketing world, I don't know that they're, they're necessarily, well, there probably are scammers because there's pretty much scammers. In here. But I think there's a lot of people that have stepped into the space as experts when, when the truth is they haven't put in their 10,000 hours yet. And so they're they're trying to learn on the job and get people yeah. to pay them like they've like they've got the 10,000 hours in. Um, and so I think there there's probably a large number of well-meaning <laughs> digital marketing experts mm -hmm. that that in the end don't end up. You know, I've thrown a ton of money at a Facebook ads expert that I got 500 names added to my list. Um but I'm not sure in the end, looking at a year later, how many of those 500 names were really true ideal clients, mm -hmm. right? And I think that yeah. can be the challenge sometimes is, is are we targeting this correctly? Are we, are we putting our resources, you know, in, in the, where they get the, get the most value? Uh, and I, I think, think that can be a challenge. A lot of businesses and entrepreneurs are led astray by SEO companies that, you know, promise the moon and they'll say, well, if you pay us this, so they start to do their work, but they don't take into account the competitive landscape. I mean, this is what I preach is that you only have to do a little bit more than what the competitors are doing for Google to take notice. So it's, it's doing that competitive analysis looking at the, uh, the other people's websites, seeing where they're ranked, how many keywords they're using. Are they using AdWords? How much are they paying for AdWords? There are all these free tools out there that allow you to, to really drill down into what your competitors are doing in the marketplace. How many other business directories are pointing to them? You just have to have a few more than they have for Google to take notice. And you have to have higher quality ones. And it, it's, it's so many entrepreneurs in business just spend way too much more money than they actually need to if they just did the competitive analysis first to know what the landscape was and what the, exactly what they needed to do. Makes sense? Uh, absolutely. Well, and and it's it's just a matter of, I like that, right? If I'm 1% better, Google, Google likes that and notices it. And so yeah. I don't have to strive to be 10 times better. I, I think so many entrepreneurs suffer from that shiny object syndrome right and and when digital marketers are really good at at shiny objects 
right? You know, I mean, search for search for you know first page Google, right? How do I get on? How do I get on Google's first page? And that's what every marketer promises. Yeah, and it may be impossible to get on the first page of Google because all the bigger domains are taking up all that real estate, and the best way to do it is through your Google business profile, getting back to that. That's the, that's the easiest and simplest and least expensive way to do it. Well, especially for a local, right? A local business that, right. that does does services in a in a, a map area, right? In a, in a geographic area that they can put on Google Maps. Um, However, maybe you're a, a national distributor of a line of products that you send out and you know you have a fulfillment center that ships them out. To to use you now since COVID, Google changed the rules. They allow those national resellers to be on Google Business Profile, so it can. It's more important to have your Google Business Profile for that type of business because all the information you're allowing that you're putting there in your products and your services and your pricing and your descriptions, and your FAQs. Google's using that as opposed to crawling your website to determine what you do and how to rank you. So when you have that tool, your Google business profile, that is a very linear tool for the artificial intelligence to be able to easily, quickly understand what you do, it's going to utilize that in the way your website is positioned and ranked in Google. Wow. So you mentioned videos on your Google business profile. What what kind of videos do you recommend and how many and how often? Well, again, it depends on how competitive the market is. How, are anyone is anyone else posting anything on a weekly basis or monthly basis? You may be in a you know not a competitive that competitive market and just maybe once a month you need to do it. The type of video it can be uh, a slideshow. Uh, my tree service client uh, sent me 11, um, 11 still images of a project from start to finish, arriving, blocking off the street, setting up a crane, getting climbers up into the tree, losing the crane to lift things off, taking it down to the chipper. I mean, it, it took hours. So there was an image that was, you know, shot in, you know, maybe every 30 or uh, every 60 minutes of that process. So you can take those images and you can put it into, into PowerPoint as a slide. And then you can turn those slides into a video and you can time the slide. So they morph from one to the other uh, every you know three or four seconds. And you can turn that into a 25 second video. Or my clients often send me you know 20 to 25 second videos of, of what's happening on the job site. And I'll post those with a description. So is the 25 seconds, is that is that the Google magic number or? Yeah, it used to be 30 seconds, but it has to, it, sometimes it's hard even to get 25 seconds through. You have to, to uh, use a video editing software to take, you know, our cell phones record very high definition, but Google has a, uh, a one gigabit um, limit. So you have to make sure that video fits within that one gigabit uh, size limit. So you have to reduce the pixels and the, you know, the, 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 the quality of the video, of course, you know, and when it's on the screen, it's very small where Google displays it. So it doesn't have to have to be super resolution it has to be very low resolution to get it accepted. Nice. See, we're getting, 
we're getting some good secrets in here. I like that. <laughs> they're they're public domain secrets, right? But yeah, not everybody applies them. That's right. That's right. It, it gets frustrating because you upload your video and Google says rejected. And then you upload it, you make changes to it, you shorten it, rejected. You go, what the heck is going on? And, you know, it's, it can get very frustrating to the uninitiated, you know, that are learning how to do it for the first time. Well, and you mentioned actually a, a, a pretty good funnel for yourself, right? Like, I mean, I think entrepreneurs, one of the one of the great tools is teaching people how to do something. Yeah. And then if you have the ability to teach people how to do something and offer them a done for you service, um, those are two levels of, of business that can be very lucrative, right? For, you know, for a couple hundred dollars or, or, you know, some people it can be thousands of dollars, right? We teach, we teach how to do this. And then of course the done for you service gets into thousands of dollars because now I'm, I taught you how to do it, but then here's, I can do it for you twice as fast. And, and I know all the shortcuts. <laughs> Right. So yeah. so I can offer this done for you service, you know, for anywhere from two thousand to ten thousand dollars. I find that the majority of my clients want to be trained how to do it so they know what's involved. They don't want to do it, but they just want to see it from start to finish, what it takes to actually do it. And then they then they can ass ass assess a value to it. They can assign a value to it. Right. And so they oh well, this is you'd save me so much time you'd save me so much headache yes i you know what you're willing to charge me to do this for me is very reasonable then they understand oh that's so valuable right we will be right back after this short break this episode is sponsored by the newly released book the entrepreneur mindset shift growth characteristics of success by robert c peterson available on amazon or you can order a personalized signed copy at addvalue, the number two, life.com, addvalue to life.com forward slash shift. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Yeah. I, I think that's one of our challenges as entrepreneurs for accounting, right? We have to understand our accounting at a level of, right, we're responsible for it. But you also need to know how much work the accountant's putting in, right, right. To, to, to know how much you're paying them. And then at the end of the year, to be able to look at the numbers and go, did he do his job or am I completely lost here? <laughs> right. And so there's this this need to know uh, the information, at least at the the flyover level. Right. Um, and, and then, of course, knowing the value of time and energy and all of that that, that goes mm -hmm. into it. And then, of course, yeah, I, I'm outsourcing this. I want you to do it because you showed me you're the expert. And now I know, now at least I know what to look at the results and say, did Alf do a really good job for me? Or, you know, is he just, you know, selling me another shiny object like all these other guys? Right, right. Exactly. Right. I like that. Uh, but really that at the heart of entrepreneurship, it is solve a problem, right? You find a specific problem, you solve that problem for a specific audience, you've created a business. And then when you can teach them how to solve the problem for themselves, that's a multi, you know, that's scalable for sure. And then of mm -hmm. course the higher end offer is, man, I've showed you how to scale this. Now let me scale it yeah. for you. Right. That's, that's just a fantastic, perfect little entrepreneurial business model. That's exactly right. <laughs> I like it. All right. So let's talk about mentors. How, how have mentors helped you on, on your journey? 
Oh, uh, significantly. Um, I think through online courses and classes. I mean, I follow a couple of other uh, SEO experts uh, online and uh, the, which who post YouTube videos on a regular basis, you know, what they're up to, what they discovered, this new trick, that new trick. And um, there is a, there's a very large community of SEO people here in the Denver area, actually, that get together on a monthly basis. It's been Zoom meetings, but we used to get together, in, you know, in uh, in person. Um, and so we, you know, we, we share, um, you know, what, we share what we're doing, we're sharing what's working, we're sharing what we hear. And there's also uh, trade journals in the SEO world uh, that, you know, you have to follow on it. They, they publish stories every day of, you know, somebody in the country. So it's just staying up to speed. So those are my mentors, basically, uh, are the different sources of information that I find online, as opposed to uh, real personal mentors, I suppose. Now, when we do, then we get into um, the spiritual realm. Yes, I have mentors, definitely, you know, uh, that are, you know, guide me in, in my journey, my spiritual journey. So those are the maybe the type of mentors you're 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 speaking of. Well, I, I I love that you mentioned both, right? I mean, for some people, mentors can just be an author, right? Like, you know, somebody that's written a book and, and you you use their book to to grow and, and develop. And so, yeah, mentors within your your specialty, you know, meeting in a group or or having a group of people that you know you can even reach out to and say, hey. I ran into this. What are you guys doing about it? Right. right? Those are both pretty valuable. Um, and then, of course, I love that you have a spiritual mentor and and consider your spiritual growth an important aspect of of your life. And so, let's talk about the the spiritual element of your business and and why is how are those two connected and why is that important to you? Well, I think when. I've had a difficult time in businesses when I've relied on myself alone mm -hmm. and being brought up uh, in the fifties and sixties, um, the rugged individualist, you know, uh, perspective, a John Wayne type perspective is stuck in my subconscious. And uh, it wasn't until recently, I think over the last year that I, my business has grown and because now I partner with a spiritual source. And so I'm not in this alone. I have, have, a, have a team, me, myself, and my spiritual source, if we want to call that God or, or higher power or my source, you know, that's, so I, I bring that in with me into my work on a daily basis. And the more I focus on that, the better my business does, you know. <laughs> Right. So, so good. I love that you mentioned the independent spirit, right? There's a, there's just this nature within Americans, right? That, that we were taught independence. We're, we're, we're drilled to be independent. And we, we, the, the characters that we admire the most are, are the strong independent take charge, do it types. And so you feel like you've got to have all that. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I love that you mentioned it that way. And then recognizing that I don't have to do it on my own. I, I can tap into the source and I right. can tap into what I was created for. And so I love 
I love that. I believe each of us was created for something special and to have a special impact in the world and to bring something of value to other human beings. And when you tap into that, um, it, it's not only fulfilling, but it, it's actually expanding, right? It, it, it's, it's a, that's a, that's a 10x move. Yeah. <laughs> to tap it into an unlimited it source. It is a 10x move because, uh, you know, from, from spirits perspective, um, there's no, there's no timeline. There's no linearity, right? It can, it can see what's, what's coming up and, and trusting and knowing, having that faith of trust is something I've really worked at lately, mm. you know, pursuing and, and, and watering it. So it, it grows more and more within me. Oh, I like that a lot. All right, Alf, so how did you choose your niche and what, what's the value for an entrepreneur to, to, to really know their their own niche? I'm not sure how to answer that question. Um, or did it choose you? <laughs> I mean, I think you've mentioned a couple, right? Like, so your target is to be developing Google business profiles, more, more for local service businesses, right? Well, I guess that being my niche, I, I, I mean, I, I, I am a local service business. And so I want to commune with other local service businesses, you know, whether they're electricians or plumbers or painters. And um, that's the way I, I started was, you know, built, delivering leads and being paid for leads for a painting company. Uh, and then a, a roadside assistance company. And then a roofing company, and then it's just you know then going back when you were you and I met when we were doing in-person networking, meeting other local businesses and and getting into networking groups. And as soon as you, as an SEO person, get into a, a networking group, all these local businesses were like, "What should I do?" You know, they have questions and they want to talk, and that's how I was able to you know build the business that I have now. Oh, that's so so valuable. I. Man, I just love that where you started, right? You you created this website and started generating leads for a painting company. And then, oh, I can do that for a roadside assistance company. Oh, I can do that for an electrician. Oh, I can do that for a plumber, right? You found something that solved a problem and right. and and you duplicated it. Yeah. <laughs> and and so that's so powerful for for just the foundations of of how to start a business right you solve a problem in a very specific right pick this one specific and then you could expand it to other areas and and that that's so powerful i think the challenge for so many entrepreneurs is you know they start out their business and i i want to help anybody with money yeah <laughs> right and, they don't have target, to narrow it down they don't target their, their their target market is too diffuse you know, right. But but when you're when you're when you're just starting out, you feel like, but I'll miss somebody if I narrow it down. I'll miss somebody if I only work with painters, right? Yeah. If I if I only work with painters, then then I'm going to miss that plumber, right? But the truth is, you've got to get really good at, at helping the painter. And if you help the painter really good, then you can shift over, and then you can help all the plumbers. Yeah. Oh, now I've helped the plumbers. Now I could help electricians. But if you try to help the painter, the plumber, and the electrician all at the same time, your message gets, like you said, diffuse. Your message gets watered down, and and you end up not serving any of them because you're like, does he help painters or electricians or water 
softener salesman, you're not sure who he really can help, right? <laughs> and for the beginning entrepreneur, they just feel like, man, I'll, I'll help anybody that will write a check. Yeah, and, you know, talk about lead generation again. I guess it happens organically for me as well, which is, you know, I, I had um, a dent on my car. So I started doing my searching for a paintless dent repair. And they became a client of mine. You know, I, I had a, a, a some rips, some tears in the cushions of my sofa and started taking around to uh, leather shops and uh, restoration companies and um, found one uh, that had a really good price. But I went and looked at their website and there's blank pages. You know, what, what's going on with this? And so I build them a brand new website. You know, so, it's, you, you know, you just you go out and just you know, we get to know somebody and through being a client of theirs, they turn out to be, end up being customer of mine. That, oh, that's, that's the most fun. Well, and see, that's really, that's, that's uh, true networking, right? You're, you're willing to just tell anybody and everybody that you run into what you do. Yeah. <laughs> and you say, Hey, you know, I was looking at your stuff and it's kind of rough. Right. Exactly. I'd like, I'd like to help, yeah. you know, and, and, the cool thing is that your heart is, your heart is so so in it that you you truly do want to help them, and yeah. you don't want to you don't want to charge them. You know, I'm not going to charge you thousands of dollars to build this website right. or millions of dollars to get you, you know, a few leads. But, but I can I can provide you a service for you know, a reasonable local amount, and you're supporting me, and and I'm going to help you have so much better presence in in yeah. the internet space. Right. I mean, my my websites that I do, even custom websites are a fraction of the price of what everyone else sells, sells them for. So, I mean, they just start at uh, twelve hundred and ninety bucks for, um, you know, a basic uh, website and um, e-commerce websites I've done. Uh, you know, they start at nineteen ninety five. So, you know, it's, I, lo I love that you're just putting the price out there. Right. So many people you got to click twelve thousand times to even find a price. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you for at least having the 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 clarity in in this is what I offer this is this is what it's out there and this is the price um, that clarity can can provide a lot of just that transparency right I think you're you're very transparent and well I'll I'll, I'll add just give you some more transparency uh, I'll maximize a Google Business profile for two hundred ninety five bucks one time charge. And then uh, most of my uh, weekly postings are uh, 80 bucks a week to do, you know, three, three postings a week. So that's, you know, very affordable, especially when you, when they get results, you know, it's. Um, well, for most people, I bet it's only, they only need one. If they got one client, it would cover the costs. Right. If they got two clients, they've doubled their, yeah. their investment. Yep. Yeah. So, that's, that's pretty powerful. All right, Alp, I'm going to switch gears on you a little bit. Okay. What was your favorite or your most memorable date with your wife? Most memorable date with my wife? Yeah. See, that's the surprise question that There's you're like, surprise. oh, wait. <laughs> most memorable. Oh, my goodness. I mean, outside of taking vacations uh, to Europe. It doesn't have to be outside of just pick your favorite or your, the one that comes to mind. <laughs> Well, the one that comes to mind is the most recent, but it's not the most memorable. Um, shout out to Blue Pan Pizza. Man, <laughs> Detroit-style deep dish pizza going out for a restaurant. Um, nice. 
Uh, well, I love it when an entrepreneur is a, as a date man, right? You're still dating your wife and taking her out for deep dish pan pizza. That's, that's important. <laughs> Can't think of another one right off the bat. Most memorable. My memory's not that good anymore. <laughs> well, I understand that. Hey, I think the Detroit deep pan pizza is pretty special too. So, well, I grew up in Detroit, so I love that pan pizza, deep dish pan pizza. Nice Detroit style. I mean, they're Chicago style deep dish pizza, but Detroit's not the same. Not the same. Uh -uh. <laughs> All right, now, what what inspires you? Oh. Um, I guess, you know, helping my clients inspires me. I mean, it's just such a, a degree of satisfaction of, of, you know, getting the results uh, for my client and having them, you know, be able to share back with me how happy they are with what I've done for them. Um, that's, that's the inspiring thing. Mm, I like that. So are you a, are you a routine guy? Do you have certain routines in your daily life, daily practice that, that help you? Yeah, I work out six times a week. So about 7.30 in the morning, I head over to the gym. And uh, so three days a week is cardio and three days a week is strength training. And mm. and uh, then after that, it's coming home and doing my uh, daily bookkeeping. Uh, you know, and then I have, well, I use Trello, you know, that, uh, that software that allows you to, you know, put your tasks for the day uh, that organize me. And so uh, otherwise, the rest of my day is really very flexible. Uh, depending on you know the the tasks that I that are on my sheet to accomplish that day. Nice. So, what would you say are are the blessings uh, of being an entrepreneur and running your own business? Freedom to set your schedule, uh, I think, is the um, and freedom to fire customers. <laughs> ah. <laughs> work with who you want to work with, and, and sometimes it just has to be done. Yep, that's for sure. Um, I've, of course, I haven't had the opportunity. I haven't done that very much, maybe. Well, maybe hopefully in the hopefully in the process, right, the screening process is is really an opportunity to eliminate customers that won't be a good fit. So right. hopefully it happens more in the screening process. But occasionally, sometimes a customer will sneak through there that's not a good fit that, you know, yeah, you just have to fire them. I, I don't want to fire a client, but I I do most of my work in groups. And if I've got a client that's not helping the group or, or not really it, for me, it's as a coach, it just comes down to typically it's a client that, you know, says they want to do something different, but never really takes responsibility in, in making that shift. And you just have to fire them because I, I don't want to take their money if they're not going to do the work. Yeah. And, and for me, it's, it's just, you know, I don't want to have to pull teeth to get content out of somebody to finish their website. You know, the website sometimes just stalls. You know, I get paid 50% up front and I never collect the final 50% because it just, it never goes anywhere. And you start charging them double for not turning in content. <laughs> bill, yeah. bill them monthly, turn them into the credit agency. Like, look at <laughs> They're not turning in their content. I need them. I need you to call them and. <laughs> well, they've already rate. They've already wasted their first fifty percent that they paid me. You know. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah. I I understand that though. It's it can be hard for businesses to to get that content going and and really I think that's the challenge, especially for 
for many entrepreneurs is they're an expert in their area, right? And they're, they're really good at, and even if it's the local service, right? It's a really good plumber, really good, you know, uh, tree service, really good at these things, but I'm not so good at telling a story about it or, or collecting pictures or, or being able to tell somebody else what it is that I do. That, yeah, that can so, be a so challenge. Th thankfully, my wife is a wonderful writer. So I'll get my client on the phone with my wife and she interviews them the way you would, the way you're interviewing me and interview them and then write a whole bio, you know, the whole, the about me page that every website has. Nice. You know, she, you know, she would end up, you know, writing that for the client. You and, pay her double, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a terrific partnership. That's, that's yeah. a pretty cool, cool tool to have. I love that, that you're uh, being able to, to engage her. All right. So what do you guys love to do in your free time? Oh, hike. I think uh, walking, um, moderate trails. Um, that's pretty much it. Nice. What's the advantage of uh, being able to be an entrepreneur in, in the great state of Colorado? The great outdoors, of course. <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now that it's... Uh, we're hitting the seventies more regularly. It's, it's a lot more exciting to think about. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. So now we're going to get to the, to the tough one. Uh Oh, what's, what's your big dream? Oh, my big dream, I suppose, is to, um, be nice to take a vacation. Haven't had one in years. Uh Oh, that, that's 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 a big dream, you know. So, get, so where where are you going to go? Well, I uh, really enjoy Isla Mujeres, uh, the island off the coast of uh, Cancun. Um, mm -hmm. I love Cozumel. It's Cozumel too, and um, would love to be able to you know get back there. All right. Sounds like we just need to set a date on this goal, and we're going to make that happen. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but first. I've got to uh, automate my business. You know, I don't want to have to be doing all my Google posting when I'm on vacation. So um, now it sounds like we're making the to-do list. So it's yeah. perfect. You guys set the date, set the deadline, and now we've got the, the to-do list to make this trip happen. That's right. That's fantastic. All right. So last last value I want to j just dig into a little bit is is gratitude. I, I know you've started on this this new spiritual journey. How is gratitude um, helped you in changing your mindset? Oh, it's been, it's been everything. Um, without, if you don't come from a satisfied place to begin with, I don't see how spirit can really work with you because you're, you know, spirit or God just sees you as bitching and moaning. Um, and it's, that's no fun for God to listen to you bitch and moan and complain and whine. You've got to come from that satisfied place. First, give spirit and God something to build upon. Um, be happy with your whatever you've got. I mean, there's so many people that have so much less than we have mm. in this country that it's uh, you just have to recognize, you know, be cognizant of that fact and be. I'm so thankful for my health. Boy, that's the, one of the the biggest things that I'm so thankful for. So thankful for my relationship and my wife and and um, and the, the life that we have uh, here in Littleton. You know, just being thankful, for, thankful for, for my business that I'm able to do. And I enjoy it. So thankful that I'm able to do and make a living with something I enjoy doing for, and helping and being of service. 
Uh, I wish I could be more of service. I guess, I guess, okay, going back to the big dream question, I would like to be financially independent and spend all my time uh, being a volunteer, you know, whether it's to uh, the food bank or, or to, uh, there's so many organizations that uh, I could volunteer and not only be financially independent, be, but, but be wealthy enough to really financially support some of the institutions and uh, volunteer groups and nonprofits that, uh, that I love. And I, I believe, and I'm, I'm working towards, you know, spirit partnering with me to accomplish that goal. Oh, sounds like not only is it time to scale, it's, it's time to automate and that's exciting. Right. Yep. Oh, all right, Alf. So, you just spent that hour networking with that young entrepreneur. They're they're getting started in their business, and you want to leave them with Alf's words of wisdom. What would you share? Do your competitive analysis. <laughs> uh, narrow your focus on your target market. You know, we we spoke about that. That's that's probably the biggest one. Uh, realize that you need to that that to grow the business, you've got to become the business person that doesn't do the work, you know, that you, you know, if, if you're, if you love making pies, baking pies, you can't be the pie baker to grow your business, right? That's right. You have to have people built, you know, if you're a cleaning service, you can't be the one doing the cleaning of the houses. You got to hire people to do it and, and develop the business plan and know your numbers, you know, just like people go on Shark Tank, right? And sharks ask them, what are your numbers? And they don't know. No. Well, they got some pretty good valuations, though. Oh, yeah, they sure they, they think very highly of themselves, don't they? Man, oh, man. The sharks just eat it up, right? Like, what do you mean? It's You want 5% for a million? That means your business is worth 50. What? Yeah. How's it worth 50 million? What'd you sell last year? Uh, $32. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just wonder if the producers of the show don't just put those figures in those people's heads oh just my to, goodness to yes. more to make the program more dramatic maybe i'll tell you what to walk on stage and come up with that kind of valuation and the sharks just go oh yeah, right. <laughs> wow but the the ones that you love are the ones like yeah we've you know we sold a million units last year and we're you know so their valuation and their sales kind of match and you're like oh yeah. now you see light bulbs going off <laughs> it's like right, right. yeah you got to know your numbers that's that's so important just from the financial aspect of, you know, know your numbers. And, and uh, I always add, you know, spend less than you make. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. Right. Our, it's the exact opposite lesson that our government teaches, but spend less than you make and you'll go right. a long, long ways. Right. So. Just the opposite of government. <laughs> Al, thank you so much for sharing so much today. I appreciate the conversation. I definitely, uh, learned a lot and, and have some things that I need to, to take care of in my own business. So, uh, just appreciate all that you shared and, and look forward to, to reconnecting. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure and an honor to be able to be chosen for your podcast, uh, Robert. I really appreciate it. And if you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. ADDValueMindset.com In our next episode, 
Dennis talks about digital marketing standards for small businesses to know exactly what to expect. He also shares about his mission to create 1 million jobs globally. 